So Liam, obviously everybody's wired differently, but everyone has their own triggers and buttons that can kind of be pushed when it comes to insults. Mm-hmm. So I got to ask, what's the absolute worst thing someone could say to you? Brooke, if I have one more person tell me that I look and or sound like Dan Levy, mm-hmm. I will throw myself from a window. I swear to God. Well, I mean, as the people who know you best, we know you're not as talented as Dan Levy. So that's true. No worries here. Oh, God. I just want that shit's <laughs> Creek money. I don't even care about the talent anymore. I we just all do. want those residuals. Yeah. Um, so we're getting used to a certain amount of name calling on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Obviously, that is the show. Oh, like, yeah. If they weren't insulting each other, I'd be worried. That's right. And last night on the second part of the reunion, there was actually a debate over two insults (laughs) and which of them was worse. And of course, there was also, you know, drama. Yeah. And as really, we really can't be surprised by this point. I mean, of course, the drama zeroed in on one housewife in particular who was Mm -hmm. called out for, I would say, an epic lack of impulse control. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm sure she loved every moment of it, too. She had to have. (laughs) <laughs> From Wondery, I'm Brooke Ziffrin. And filling in for Arisha Skidmore-Williams, who's back tomorrow, I'm Liam Garrow. It's Thursday, October 20th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list. Winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Give me that, give me that hot 
So, Richie's part two of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion dropped last night. And I gotta say, it feels like all roads seem to somehow lead back to Lisa Rinna. Yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so even when Andy Cohen was talking about drama between Garcelle and Erica, somehow came back to Lisa. So I don't know if everyone remembers this, but Garcelle released her memoir, Love Me As I Am, back in April. And Erica posted on her Instagram... And she shared a pic of Garcelle's book in the trash. And it said, at Garcelle, even though you unfollowed me, I'm sure you'll see this. Yeah, and she sure did. Uh, Because (laughs) Andy, obviously, he, like, brought this up during the reunion. And it was funny because he, like, he addresses it. And Erica, like, gives us, like, little shot of a look to Lisa. And then Lisa just (laughs) flat out goes... I'm the one who threw Garcelle's book in the trash. And then everyone was like, gasp? Because she basically explained that she got really upset with Garcelle because she had, you know, written about her daughter, Amelia Hamlin. Mm -hmm. And according to her, she's like, that broke our, you know, handshake agreement that the kids were off limits. And Garcelle said, okay, well, I didn't really think I was doing anything wrong because she's like, I wrote about an instance that was captured on camera that was in the show. Like, it's not like she was revealing some private moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, she was just recapping something that was on TV. Did Lisa Rinna have a problem with Bravo after that conversation aired? Or did she just have a problem with Garcelle making a profit off of her own story? I mean, if Lisa has a problem with a recap, she's not going to like the show. That's all I'll say. She's not going to like it regardless. No. (laughs) And so because the mentioning of, you know, Lisa's daughter got her upset, Garcelle agreed that the second print copy and audiobook would be, you know, without any mention of Amelia. So she's like, I'll do you a solid there. Yeah, which, bless Garcelle. My God. Love her. Such a queen. Love her. So social media was also a really hot topic last night. It came up more than once, especially again with Lisa Mm -hmm. and her very chaotic online presence. Like, I know Arisha loves her dancing, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. She needs to relax with that. Um, At one point, Andy even said she has no impulse control, and he said her social media is disastrous. Yeah, I mean, say less. I mean, truly, it's like, of course. And, you know, Lisa did admit (laughs) that she has very, very little restraint when it comes to posting online. What? Yeah, I know. Again, shock. Gasp. Like, hold for a gasp. (laughs) And then Andy fully asked her, like, do you like getting (laughs) all of this negative attention? And she said no, but she did confess that she gets, like, a bit of a dopamine high from posting, which I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I think that's actually a real thing for a lot of people. Like, just get it out there. Who cares if it's good or bad attention? It's attention. Yeah. Yeah. Andy told Lisa that... (laughs) This actually, I'm sorry, really did make me laugh, that her posts give him anxiety. (laughs) Because when she posts, he's like what is she doing, you know, like, blaming production for things. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, Lisa did agree that she is impulsive and also a work in progress and promised she'd get better. So, you know. Yeah, I bet she will. I bet we can absolutely hold her to that promise and not be disappointed. Yeah, Yeah, this is the one time Lisa Rinna's going to learn something and grow. Yeah, side note, not related. Brooke, do you have your clown makeup at the ready or what? Always. Yeah, (laughs) always. Yeah. (laughs) I just wear it all the time now. So smart. So Lisa and her history of chaotic behavior was kind of the central theme of last night's show. It came up a lot. And, you know, her mom recently died and she said that was the reason that she didn't have a great handle on her emotions, which I fully understand. Yeah. Yep. Um, that does not give you the excuse to treat people like shit in my mind. No. 
But throughout the season, we saw that she was not coping well. Sometimes, you know, her grief manifested in anger. She took it out on her fellow cast members. Mm -hmm. And Sutton Strack really got the brunt of it. And she said she felt like Lisa was brutal with her all season. And Andy even said, like, it seemed like Lisa kind of treated Sutton like her punching bag, which I agree with. Oh, 100%. I actually, when they got into this, I really did feel for Sutton because, you know, she had pointed out that she'd really been there for Lisa when her mom was in hospice. And then obviously, Mm -hmm. like, when she did sadly pass away. And she said, you know she really couldn't understand why Lisa had been so harsh with her. And she's like, you know, when I'm getting yelled at over and over and over, I'm thinking, does she not remember that I was such a good, steady friend to you? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and I actually, no kidding, like, she definitely got choked up a little bit when she was Mm -hmm. talking about this. And I also started to, like, really feel for her then. And I was, like, starting to cry alongside Sutton. Wow. Really going through it. Are you trying to make us believe you have a heart, Liam? Is that what this is? I'm not trying to make you believe I have a heart. I want you to be- I want you to believe that there's something so wrong with me that I would watch a Housewives reunion and be brought to tears. That's really what we're driving at. Oh, no, I did, too, but I'm unwell. <laughs> You're like, I've already owned that part of my life, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and Sutton also goes on to say, she goes, like, I'm not, this is the part, actually, that really got me, where she's like, I'm not quite sure why you really hate me so much. And, <laughs> you know, Lisa was like, you know, I don't. But then she did, of course, like, she apologized. Sutton said, you know, thank yeah. you for the apology. But she did tell Lisa, I don't consider you a friend. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Lisa's yeah. like, okay. Well, and, you know, every time someone says that, one of these women say that to each other, the others are like, oh, oh, my God. It's like relax, okay? You guys are on a TV show together. You're being paid to hang out. Yes. No one in their right mind should believe you're all amazing friends. And by the way, even in a group of like, I don't know, 12, 8, 10 people, like, are you going to be friends with every single person? No. No, I can't even be, I can't imagine being in a group of eight friends. <laughs> That's I, so many. Listen, Brooke, I sometimes struggle to have a friend, and I'll say that. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Well, here's something else that's really interesting. Like, Lisa... They showed a clip of this. Lisa kind of came really hard at Sutton at that benefit that Dorit was putting on. Mm -hmm. And they were yelling at each other (laughs) from different sides of the room. And Kyle, who stirs the pot so often, stirred it here. And she's like, guys, like she brought up the topic and got them yelling across the table at each other. And I don't feel like Andy or anyone else puts enough attention on how much Kyle stirs the pot and gets involved. And that's annoying. You know something? I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm also guilty of not noticing because it's not until you said it right now where I'm like, oh, wait a minute. She did stir shit there. Like, that was her. Yeah. I think if you've watched for several seasons, it's it's very obvious that Kyle loves to stir the pot. And it's like, come on. Yeah. You become aware of the pathology. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... Obviously, Lisa and Sutton aren't going to have any sleepovers anytime soon. That's pretty clear. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But they are not, of course, the only ones experiencing conflict on the show. This show would not be a show (laughs) without conflict. And we've discussed before how Garcelle and Diana Jenkins have butted heads multiple times, especially, you know, after Garcelle's 14-year-old son, Jax, was attacked by online trolls. And Garcelle's suggested that Diana might be behind it, which Diana's launching her own lawsuit. Thank God for that. Thank thank you. Thank you, Diana. <laughs> thank you, civil servant Diana. Yeah. So this is where the uh, insult debate comes in. Right. So in Aspen, 
Sutton was telling a story about Erica actually calling Sutton the C-word. And she was like, well, why has no one brought up the fact that Erica called me the C-word? And Diana is like, because you are one. (laughs) And everyone was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then during uh, like an after show, Garcelle said that Diana was evil. So now this sparked debate about which word is worse. Which is the harsher word? C-word or evil? The C-word. It's a harsher than calling somebody evil. You, you think that calling someone evil well, is I call worse myself than the C-word, calling so someone a, the C-word? I think, yeah, I think evil is... I think evil is... I mean... I think evil's much more... Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. This moment was so weird to me. You tell me. Tell I, me why. <sighs> okay, so for me... I don't think any quote-unquote bad word is that bad. Mm. (laughs) Like, it's all just some word someone made up and everyone collectively was like, that's a terrible word. Sure. Um, But the way they were all like, oh, no, evil's worse. Evil's so much worse. It's like, what are you guys talking about? That, to me, felt like just such an instance of someone trying to pick a side. Like, that really was like, because it's funny, when Andy was like, Oh, well, the C word's obviously the worst word. From home, I'm like, yes, absolutely, I agree. And then for the other women to be like, well, no, it's evil. I was like, I'm sorry, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I personally am not offended by the C word. I think it's funny. I'm very very British in that sense. They Mm. love that word over there. They're just constantly throwing it around. Oh, my God. My friend (laughs) from from Toronto, Canada, has since moved to England. He's been there not Mm -hmm. even two years. Wow, does he enjoy using that word liberally? Because he like he soaked it up because they do just say it there. AJ Vogue talking to you. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like different words hold different weight in different cultures because yes. along the way we were like, oh no, you can't say that word. And like, not that I would call someone that like as a serious insult, but to say that evil is worse, I think that's just kind of ridiculous. And you're right. It was like a picking side situation. That's right. Yeah. So as per usual, there was no shortage of conflict and drama. But what do you think? Did part two deliver on the drama? Do you think it was better or worse or more or less dramatic than part one? I mean, I really do actually feel like this episode personally to me did kind of top episode one. I was like, because you want to know something? I think I was really, I found myself, as I said before, I was surprised by how much I felt for Sutton. Mm -hmm. You know, I was really struck by the whole, like, getting into the semantics of, like, which word was worse. And then, you know, (laughs) like, Lisa is, God love her, a train wreck. Like, she just is. And, like, you know, not to bury the lead here, but we're obviously building up to a very, like, crucial personality showing up next week that got teased at the end of this week's episode. So I'm, like... I just feel like this reunion, it just keeps like building and building and building. And next week, holy moly, that's going to be some <laughs> really good TV. Oh, my God. I, I honestly, this episode was good. I agree. I don't know if it was more dramatic than the first. Although I guess a couple more bombs were maybe dropped. I don't know if Lisa admitting to posting that photo. Um, and not knowing how to recycle, apparently. My God. <laughs> just seeing that big old clunky, like, landline in the garbage. Come on. I know. Just, I think the hypocrisy in this episode was amazing. And yes. I love that it was called out just about, like, the way they defend each other. And it's a problem when it's Sutton and Garcelle, but when the rest of them do it, it's fine. Um, but part three, just the teaser and the clip for part three, 
I was like, Ooh, oh, Kathy Hilton, God. talk your shit. And, she, oh, oh my man. God. She has an axe to grind and she has shown up <laughs> in slippers and a nightdress. We love that. I, that's when you know they mean business and I cannot wait. Yes. From Wondery, I'm Brooke Ziffrin. And filling in for Risha Skidmore-Williams, I'm Liam Garrow. This is Rich and Daily. See you tomorrow, Richies. If you like our show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. And tell your friends, we've got the hot goss. Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies and brands to learn the real stories of how they built them, In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity, a how-to guide for navigating life's challenges from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.